0: welcome back to another episode of the mac Rumor show hartley good to see you it's just us this time it's not like last time where i had three i had three or four cameras pointed at me i walked in it felt honestly it was awesome there was like water filled up next to me they had like everything set up and they were like okay ready let's go and they did the like little thing you know like they do in movies and the little times wow, what is that called i should know what that's Lab-board. called yeah, there you go. I don't I can't believe I forgot what that was called. I was so like, wow, this is sweet. I don't have to do any work for this at all. And then they gave me my hard drive back and they're like, "All right, the podcast is already edited. There you go." I'm like, "What?" And then I said, "I'm very you sad." You
1: get that every week.
0: Right. That's what I said. I was like, "I'm very sad that I have to go back to normal. Not that it's just I like that it's just me and you. This is much more my style, but I'm sad that like I have to go back to editing it and like there's nobody else here to just just me and one camera but hey it's good to see you we can tell that it's made with love though you know
1: it's (laughs) it's not the same thing it doesn't have the personal touch
0: it was cool though it was cool if anybody doesn't know what i'm talking about last week we did our episode from wwdc at apple's podcast studios which are located inside of the fitness center i don't know if that's like an always thing thing yeah like the fitness center was sweet it's like the same i believe it's the same studios that they use for when they shoot uh videos about like you know fitness plus or is that what they call yeah fitness plus um and they do all of the the workout like stuff when when they're talking about apple watch and things like that um and if it's not it looks exactly the same but i guess the design language is probably sprinkled throughout the entire campus but it looked really cool um but yeah it's like downstairs and like the bottom part of the fitness center i'm like there's just a podcast studio here and like people are shooting hoops across the like hall like weird so um yeah that was a incredible experience today we're gonna do a we're gonna do an episode all about vision pro we won't go too long i know people might be vision pro'd out by now because there's just a lot of coverage on it but i I do want to have a conversation with hartley You know, just kind of one-on-one. And also, this is the time now that I had a chance to actually experience it. If you haven't seen the video, um, it's basically just me sitting in a hotel room for 20 minutes talking about it. But weirdly, one of the best videos I've ever done in terms of comments, people like really liked that. And it was probably the like least amount of effort I've ever exerted into a video in terms of like production. And I just set up a camera in my hotel room and I just talked about it. And it has like a crazy high retention rate for people just wanted to know about it. Maybe I should do that more often. Um, but before we dive into everything, Hartley, you were at the grand opening of one of the coolest looking Apple stores I've ever seen. It's the the Battersea one, right? Want to talk about your
1: experience? Yeah, so this is a, a new Apple store in the redeveloped Battersea Power Station, which is an old coal-fired power station um, in southwest London, and it's the whole area has been completely redeveloped. It's got a new underground station, it's got a cinema there, it's got um, loads of restaurants and shops, and this is all brand new. But this is also a pretty significant location because Apple has taken over 40% of this whole building. It's one of the biggest oh, wow. um, red brick buildings in the world, and they've got um, enough office space there for 3,000 people, um, and they are using that as their new UK headquarters. Um, oh cool and it's you can you can see the entrance to the apple side of the building um as well and they've even got like an apple designed elevator there and it's yeah i didn't
0: i didn't know that it was well, not just an stuff. apple store it's also like apple corporate offices too for the uk yeah so the, yeah, so the store uh, accompanies that,
1: because previously Apple's uh, office space in the UK has just sort of rented out and been scattered across, but now this is a dedicated building. But it's because this building is so sort of culturally significant in the UK as well. It's a, um, any British person really recognizes this building. It's part of the London skyline. Um, and of course, Apple has done that thing that they do with, uh, with newer stores, where they, they take the existing architecture, um, and they sort of adapted. it so they've kept everything as it was in this 1930s coal-fired power station but it's also an apple store and apple's That's headquarters sweet. so it's got the boiler room and the turbine room but everything has got the um, the sort of leather and glass aesthetic um, of apple so it, it's, it looked
0: it's really nice is that a new design now too is
1: that like a, one of the yes. first so it's the second one in the world the first one was tyson's corner which was The actual first Apple store that ever opened, Um, it recently got a revamp. And it's this new design with oak panels on all of the walls, and it's modular. So Apple can just sort of slide these panels out and put new ones in over time. And also they brought back the Genius Bar as well, um, which was something that was missing for a long time. And uh, there's sort of newly designed seating with all that. There's new lower tables as well, which are more accessible. Um, it, everything has been completely rethought. They even made more space to walk around, which uh, in a lot of Apple stores is definitely very welcome. And they've even got better soundproofing. They've really sort of re-engineered the whole concept of how these stores work. And yeah, this is the second one after Tyson's Corner.
0: So these are the flagship stores, right? I didn't know anything about the stores. I've kind of just ignored any and all. No offense to your articles. They're probably amazing. But like, I don't know, just limited time. Apple stores kind of on the lower part of the list, even though I love visiting them. I didn't realize there's like different like flagship tiers, right? Is that what I gathered from your guys' stuff? So like, this is flagship one, correct? Like top of the line store?
1: I'm not sure. It's not the UK's flagship store, which is in Regent Street, which is a much mm. bigger store. Um, this this store is quite got quite a low ceiling. It's kind of very low and flat and wide because it's tucked in in one of the, the layers of this power station. Um, but the main UK store is properly in Central London, um, and uh, a very different sort of building. So the Apple Store is near me the needs store for the UK.
0: The Apple Store. What's the tier where it's like in a shopping center? It's not in a mall, but it's like it's its own building, but it's like in a plaza with other things. Yeah, I mean, well, that's most Apple stores, right? Okay, so point. I'm like, we're like bottom tier. You know, our our staff but and our flag... designs
1: that okay. are sort of. Uh, trickled through so you've got the ones that have still kind of got the design from the late 2000s um there's a store very near me with that design and now we've got the design that most of us are used to which is what you'll see in most Apple stores um but now there is this this all new one which is it looks very different because everything is just wood all, yeah all I want all I want that look oak. yeah um and it's very clean um really really nice um I still kind of wish they would have a proper uh, proper like cashier though, because I do find it one of the the sticking points about Apple stores is when it's busy. You, just oh. can't, you know, it's a lottery to get to get anyone's attention. Um, oh, so, but you could do the thing on your phone. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. I, I like. Sometimes I just want to go to like a desk and just check sure. out like sure. normal. Um, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit old school with that. But I wish that was an option at least in Apple stores.
0: I can't remember the time I've ever like walked in not knowing. Not already purchasing something. Usually, when I go to the store, I have already purchased it. I'm just picking it up. Um, so I, I guess I've never really like found myself looking for somebody to like check me out. But yeah, that 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 would be kind of hard to do. Shout out Apple Store Eaton Center. It is a uh, it's the the one that I go to. It needs it needs to be redesigned, but great people. All the all the Apple stores are cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's awesome. I, I'm glad that you got to go and like check out be amongst the first people there um, speaking of being amongst some of the first people didn't realize that there was a very limited amount of people that got to try out the headset and so very grateful to uh, be able to try it out and I know Andrew on the last episode gave you his thoughts but now I can kind of give you my personal thoughts if you're at all interested do you have any questions more about it also do we yes, even talk that. about I don't last week was such a blur for me and I barely remember talking to anyone during that episode it was just such a there were so many things going on, so many lights and people. I was so easily distracted. And like, I feel like we barely talk. So, like, what are your thoughts now that you've had a week uh, to like stew on Vision Pro? Like, are you into it? Are you curious? Same thoughts. How are you feeling? Well, I've been kind of all over the place with Vision
1: Pro. Uh, I initially was sort of skeptical. Then I really liked the concept. And then I was thinking, well, maybe I'll buy it. And then I kind of thought, no, this is too much money. I need to wait for a second generation. So I've been all over the place with it. But now I think I am pretty convinced that this is the... Is that you or me? Uh, yeah it's a plane going overhead uh so that's fine there's construction
0: but nah we'll keep it in guys this is what happens when we uh when we record in a non Apple yeah, professional we're a studio mini, a mini yeah. heat
1: wave here so you know have to have the, the windows, windows open. open
0: i just there's like literal construction on this door behind this wall behind me is the bathrooms to a new restaurant that is being put in so i apologize if anybody We need hears more that dan outtakes there. you know you oh, post yeah um, they're great we need more so defeated when that happens I'm just trying to say words and you just hear like hammering and saws and I'm like <laughs> all right um all right anyway sorry I keep going yeah. we're,
1: we're- so uh yeah I've been kind of all over the place with what I think about it but now I think that this this really is the beginning of a new platform that has quite a significant place but I don't think it's um remotely on the level of replacing the iPhone or the Mac um anytime soon. But what I will say is I do think it's going to replace the iPad. I think that that is the the kind of level that this device comes in at where it's for consumption. You can do work on it, but do you really want to all the time? Maybe not. Um, so I think mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it's comparable to where the the iPad is. that's so you know in insofar as the iPad is something you buy in addition to your Mac, in addition to your iPhone. I think that's where we are looking at Vision Pro, at least for the next few years. When eventually it can be AR glasses, when we're talking like when we get to the 10th generation or like the 15th yeah. generation, then maybe we can we can get into it a little more. But for now, an iPad style device, I
0: think. That's, that's the same idea that I have. That's when I'm okay with it being like your everyday device that you use all the time. When it's something that doesn't look like it, what it looks like now. <laughs> And that is not an Apple dig. That's for every company out there who's like trying to go in the same direction. This isn't going to be something that everybody wants to wear all the time. And I think Apple knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're obviously pretty smart. So like, when it becomes glasses, then then I'll hear out that argument. But yeah, this isn't meant to replace you know every device that you have right now. But I, I agree. I think it could definitely replace the iPad. I kind of feel like it can replace the mac for some people too honestly now we didn't get a whole lot of like we didn't get a whole lot of testing when it comes to doing like productivity and things i, I did get to like mess around with some applications but i kind of wish they would have dwelled on that a little bit more uh, but limited time and they had way more cooler things like here's me like hey can we open up like four more applications and like put them side by side? We'll, we'll get to the dinosaur thing in a second. Can we? Can we show like how does working like how, like how do we how do we do work on this thing? Is what they were probably like, what a nerd. This guy just wants to work the whole time. Um, I was more curious about how Final Cut would work on there because I know that's some yes. rumored. You know, like how does Pro Applicate? But I'm I'm guessing Apple wants to save all that for when they have a bunch of other third party apps as well. Um. And that's going to be the biggest driving point behind this.
1: And they probably want it to be a little bit more than just Final Cut for iPad. Um, They probably want to have some specific gestures and interesting optimizations that really take advantage. um, Because as great as it is that you can just run um, pretty much all iPad apps on the headset, um, it's a little bit of a wasted opportunity if some developers don't go further than that. Um, and try and take advantage of the platform. So I'm really happy that I can get my my favorite third party apps, but i I think that it's worth leaving it a little longer and seeing how these things behave in a 3 d environment.
0: Do you want to run through uh, my experience? Yes, okay. So the first thing, everybody asks me about uh, lenses and and you know how people with contacts. Um, I don't know how to answer that. I mean we know that Apple is making Zeiss lenses or is working with Zeiss for prescription lenses. Um I don't know how that process I tried to get information about it and it kind of felt like some like that stuff's still kind of up in the air. But like when I walked in and I was greeted and like all right like we need to come over here and take you to do an eye test, like a vision test. Um it actually was just a few questions like do you wear glasses? No. Do you wear contacts? No. Do you have any problems seeing? No. So I was kind of easy and they were like, okay, you can leave. But they had like the full on test for your, like a machine there to like exam. So I think if any of my answers were yes, then I was going to have to do like a proper test and they were going to get my prescription for my lenses um, right then and there and try to find, I'm guessing they were going to try to find something close that they already have. My my thought is they probably didn't have all the lenses that they could have there. So, people ask me how that's going to work. Is it going to be expensive? I can't imagine Zeiss lenses would be cheap. Maybe they will. And hopefully, Apple will include some kind of discount or maybe include them in the price in general. But that's a tall order. So That's I, not going to happen. Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of, that stinks to like. You know, people who have it's to wear glasses it's have push to come for
1: like four thousand dollars because if you buy the strap to go overhead as well, and some of these other accessories that we know are going to come with it, like the USB C adapter as well, um, and then obviously if you want a pair of Zeiss lenses, which are going to be maybe three hundred dollars, you're going to be looking at four thousand dollars
0: for this. I didn't realize. So wait, are you saying that the top headband is not included? I know they said optional I mean, we, we modular don't, we don't headset. Know. Okay we don't know, but I,
1: I am assuming that all of these things are extra because they always are
0: i i hope and i'm I'm gonna be optimistic that that headband portion is at least going to be included because for my experience and in terms of comfort and fit, it was very crucial to have that top headband so, so you you had it on yes, it was very Did you important try it without no um i don't know that that wasn't even an option for me to try it without um mm. I but i i yeah. feel like i've spot i've spoken to other people who said that they didn't have it so i don't know but that was already there for me and uh it was very important and i will get into the comfort part in a second but just quickly so you know what's going to happen and i still don't know how this checkout maybe you you might know hartley um so when you do the 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 fit test that like basically is like face ID scanning your face on your phone, um, and then you do like a you know you put kind of like when you have airPods in, you're doing the spatial audio test, like you do that whole thing. Those are the two tests that I did with the phone, and then that told Apple like what inserts and things that would fit me uh, what's the appropriate size now again, I do want to stress pre-production they don't have all of the size inserts for everyone—they were very limited, so they had to find something that would be close. I did not ask um, because there was just so much going on, um, and I don't know if they would even answer this. But I did not get any confirmation on whether what I had was appropriate for my fit or not. Um, but judging how it did fit for me, I'm gonna guess no. Um, it was—it was—it was very comfortable, but the problem was when I put it on. I really needed to tighten that top head strap because it kind of just wanted to sink down a little bit. And that led to some of the things that I saw not being super crisp when I moved it up and like got it in the right spot. It looked amazing. Way better than any other headset that I've ever tried. Very crisp, very sharp. But when it started to sink down a little bit, they kept asking me like, is your fit okay? Like, I see you're messing around with it. And I'm like, no, it's not really that great right now because of the way, like, I just think that the, it just needed to sit up a little bit more and I've got a weird shaped head so I'm just gonna make it's just gonna say it's my fault um and I really needed to tighten that top strap and also you just kind of like you're in like a room with two other people and you're trying to like get through the stuff like you're not trying to mess around and fiddle around like if I was in my yeah. own house I would get it to fit myself better but um so yeah I mean once I got it like after like halfway through the demo I did get it in a good spot um and then it was really fine but uh you know it takes a little bit of time to get that. That right, perfect fit for you, um so uh, one of your questions that I see you have written here, is it possible to wear the headset for extended periods? I only wore it for thirty to forty minutes, but I didn't like wasn't bothered in that thirty to forty minutes. I've worn a metaquest for twenty to thirty minutes, and not only did I start to feel kind of ill, but like just the feet like you take that thing off and it feels like you've been like suffocating your eyes. Um, now you
1: do get that breathable. So, were, there, were the materials for the headband and the
0: light seal breathable? I mean, it's still something suctioning over your face. So, at the end of the day, it's not like as comfortable as glasses or anything like that, but it's far more breathable and more comfortable than like 99.9% of the headsets that I've used. So, um, you know, I don't know about some of the other ones out there that are a little more advanced that might be more in line with what Apple's doing here, but, uh, it's it's not nearly as bad as any other ones um it's very you know it's the same fabric and like materials as like your apple watch and your apple like uh your airpods max so um yeah i mean it was it was pretty comfortable i just can't get over how good like everything was for software that's and and also i before we get into software the hardware is obviously incredibly well made and I understand now why the the battery cannot be anywhere near the headset itself. It's so heavy already in terms of like the materials that you have. It doesn't feel that heavy on my face, but it's it, it would be incredibly heavy if they put a battery pack in there.
1: When sure. you first picked it up, um and you you had it in your hands, were you surprised at its weight? Did it feel like a, a big
0: weighty object? I don't know if this was by design or if this was like just because i was trying to get it on (laughs) right away but like you barely touch it you like they put it in your hands and they like give you very specific directions on how to put it on which is not naturally how i would do it i would like grab it with one hand grab the other and like but they said like grab from the bottom take like the thing like they had a very weird way of putting it on you so and it was super quick when i put it on so it didn't i didn't really register any like like one way or another of like, oh, this is light or, oh, this is really heavy. But when you put it on your face, you can feel like the the nice materials and everything. Like when you're adjusting some of it and like, you know, the digital crown's on your right, the button for the camera stuff's on your left. And like, you could, I was reaching around for that because it was kind of hard for me to locate at first where that button was. Um, and you don't really need to press it a whole lot, but to recenter the screen and everything, that's the digital crown you need to press that in. Um, but yeah, you could just feel the cool like metal aluminum what 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 is it made out of exactly i don't I, I don't want to get that it's metal right
1: i believe it yeah well it's 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 the same i assume anodized aluminum used on everything
0: else and then the front is glass yeah that's that's what i was yeah i never touched the front either which i don't know if was by design or and that's the other thing obviously most people know that we didn't get to see the front of it really at all like well, i didn't get to see what i looked like with it i'm guessing the little pass-through eye thing that everybody's weirded out by i I don't know if i if that was on
1: i I assume it's unfinished because the one uh, piece of video we have of someone actually wearing it oh uh, good morning you know, America only one person yeah, yeah, uh, it's not enabled so that would and also we haven't seen any executives wearing it you know as a as a demo then and there. so it would suggest that that feature is unfinished.
0: Are you getting hung up on that whole thing like everybody else is online right now or are you just kind of like it is what it is? Because there are so many people that think it's a negative that Tim Cook's not seen wearing it, but he's never wearing or using uh, most products besides an Apple Watch and AirPods.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's a negative. I think it's clever, um, because I think it would look kind of dorky (laughs) if the executives (laughs) were just wearing it. It's because Mark Zuckerberg got beamed
0: to hell, right? Is that why? Yeah,
1: and it's it's kind of. I think it's better to just say this is such a you know a high end product and. This is for people that want to use spatial computing. They don't need to say you want to be like us. Yeah. It's like the Apple Watch is a device for everyone. So they can wear that and it doesn't really affect anything. But this device is a device that looks odd anyway. So if you put that ultimately on like a on like a group of white men of a certain age, it's going to look like it's going to look like it's it's a bit weirder than it actually is.
0: I don't think it's a negative. Glasses, VR goggles, AR goggles, headsets—they all look ridiculous on people. Okay, like yeah. it, it's not—it's not some kind of taboo. I don't know why. I, I'm not afraid to say it. And Apple's is going to look ridiculous on you too, until it becomes the norm and we're all used to it. But it's still like you don't see people outside walking around with headsets on. And when you do, you definitely notice it, and you your eyes naturally get drawn to it, and you might have a thought of like, why is this person out and? you know this in the wild wearing one of these like it's just it's just not not normal right now and that's okay like it is what it is it doesn't mean the product is bad or everything's bad but yeah i don't think that they need to be wearing it i when have you seen you know images of 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 him out in the wild wearing uh wearing airpods max like i i've not seen those how often do you see him like working with a macbook like uh, they're not wearing all these products all the time
1: I, I, i get it in the sense that it is a it's a it's a wearable product so, yeah. you you would think that he would want to, and the executives as a, as a whole would want to champion the device sure. and show how confident they are using but it. He do- he but he he doesn't need to. It's not no, and it's not it's not like that. He doesn't have confidence in it, Tim Cook. It's that he doesn't want to become the image of the person wearing it. He wants the images to be of those very well coordinated PR images where they've tucked the battery pack out of sight, um, and it's very it's very well proportioned and balanced and of course the um, eyesight feature actually works as well.
0: You think Steve Jobs would have put it on?
1: Probably. I mean we we're, we're talking about a whole different world. I mean imagine if Apple was still
0: doing proper on stage in person. I know. That's the other thing. Maybe I would have been like, "Oh, it's a little strange that they didn't have anyone wearing it on stage with them when they were showing it off." right that would have been a little weird like even if it wasn't the executives but like a person wearing it as a demo and you know craig is going through like his normal i don't know who, who would be going through it but like yeah that that would be strange but it's not it's a video and they have people that are like professional models and actors and people doing these commercials and promos for them so like it makes sense to let them do their job um so anyways let's let's get into the the main the main portion here and that's the overall experience, which I still stand by, it was incredible. Um, it was mind-blowing. I had no thoughts afterwards. They kept asking me if I was okay, <laughs> which was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just trying to figure out what in the world I just went through because it was unlike anything I've ever went through. And I've used, you know, I'm not a big AR, VR fan. A lot of people think that's like a negative and makes it feel like I can't talk about it. But I feel like there's a there's a place for people who are super into that and test them all the time and there's a place for people who are just normal people when it comes to these types of products who have limited experience doesn't mean we don't know what we're talking about but you know i it's not my world it's not something i spend a lot of time in so
1: if anything that's a more interesting perspective because this is a, a bit of a new vision Exactly. I mean, that's, that's why they are not calling it augmented reality or virtual reality. There's a reason why they're calling it spatial computing, which is because they're trying to draw a line in the sand and they're trying to present something different. And also ultimately they want when this, when, when the standard Apple vision headset does come out, which will be maybe around 2025, and that could be at a lower price point. I don't know what that would be. There's no rumors about it. Maybe $1,500, something in that ballpark would seem plausible, um, when that happens, they will be dealing to a lot more sort of ordinary consumers, people that have a little bit of disposable cash and are interested. And that is a lot of people. That's basically an iPad Pro customer.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the price in a minute. I know that people get hung up on it. But um, in terms of the experience, though, like I said, it was it was pretty incredible. I'll call out some of the things that I think are the most notable. Um I understand why they started off with, like, photos because they wanted to make it, like, a personal thing. Um, Looking at your photos in that big of a screen was pretty cool, but, like, it didn't really hit until you, A, did the panorama test, like, being able to dial in the immersiveness with the digital crown and, like, see a panoramic, like, shot that you took. Uh, I mean, I didn't take this one, but, like, I'm envisioning ones that I take. Like, it really does put you back into, like, that whole, I felt like I was the one standing at. I don't even know where the location was, but it was some cool mountain area, and um, it looked amazing. And it felt like I was there, and that actually makes me want to take more like panoramic photos. Like I, I never take them. When have you ever taken them? Besides, maybe you might. I don't have cool things to look at over here, and it's not my first thought. Of like, oh, I, I want to capture this whole landscape. I need to take a pan. I take a video and then I move on. I literally don't think I've taken one since two thousand and twelve, when, yeah. when they introduced when, the feature. Right. I. I exactly. I think I've taken one. I've taken a few on accident. You know how I accidentally uh, yeah. toggle my toggle my camera all the time. Oh, no, I. I one? swipe over to panoramas <laughs> and I'm like, how is this possible? Those are the only times I've ever done that. So it would make me absolutely want to take, um, you know, more photos like that. But the the photos and the videos that are taken from the headset were the ones that the 3D I mean it was it was wild. I know I dwelled on the whole birthday party thing but it's just like it legitimately felt like I was there. It is a little creepy when it's not your family. Um it is a little strange, but like I can understand where they're going with this and why it would make you but at the same time, I understand people's concerns of being like, this is going to feel strange. Like someone has to be wearing that headset at the party while others are not. And yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. So
1: normalized. And as the device gets smaller and thinner and eventually becomes like glasses, then
0: it will be but normal. I think the main thing is like here, they're going to have to insert that capability into your phone, right? Like if we can figure out a way to get those, those lenses that can do that type of video in the phone think about that you're out in vacation you're taking videos you don't have to wear the headset but then you can go back and watch that type of content on the headset so i think that's hopefully where they're they're thinking of taking these types of videos and photos from because yeah like it's cool that you can do it on there that's going to be the only way that you're going to be able to do that for the time being but hopefully that transitions more into being like okay on your phone you can take those and then relive the experience Um, because it does take you out of the experience, or I I don't know, I haven't tested that, but I feel like if I'm at my birthday, my son's birthday party, and I'm wearing this giant headset on my face, I feel like it's going to take me and others out of the experience, more so than having your phone, you know?
1: But at first, one thing I'm curious about with this demo um, is how wide was that field of view of that 3d experience is it just like a windowed image that looks 3d or was it quite a large image that you you feel uh you feel a little bit more immersed in
0: so it is a like windowed so at least the birthday party one they are like tiles but i feel like when i did the campfire one that one for some reason felt far more immersive i i don't know if i'm just misremembering it again it's just you're like you're you're, my my mouth was open the whole time and i was definitely like mouth breathing as i was like (laughs) Uh, like i felt, i had I wish they would take a picture of you so that you could see like how ridiculous you look because you're not you're not being cool and like relaxed in the moment you're just like looking around and so yeah, I felt a little dorky, but like i it was hard to recall some of these things, but I do remember the fir- one of them being windowed and like it was a smaller window, but when that thing's on your face, small is actually pretty large in comparison to what you're normally used to so um i I do think that they were both kind of in that window, but you still feel so immersed because it's like it's just it's 3d and it's just like i don't know they blew the smoke and i've talked about this before like i kind of like did this because i felt like everything was like blowing at me and like the campfire i just felt like i was in a chair sitting around with these people like chilling at a campsite it was really cool um yeah so hopefully it becomes more so like something that we create the content on our phones and a much more discreet device that we can go back and watch and relive and that would be rather incredible thinking of like family members that are not going to be able to be in, like, the area that you're in. Like, your maybe your parents live across the country, across the world. You can have them be at the birthday party. Imagine if FaceTime becomes something like that. And they could be wearing the headset because they're at their house and they're by themselves. And they can enjoy, like, feel like they're actually there. Meanwhile, you have a phone propped up and, like, I don't know. I just think that there's there's a future there for that for sure. And there's also a future there for consuming content that Apple is already beginning to make tv plus shows with you know the headset in mind um and i'm excited to see where that's at because that was really really cool
1: so what was the best experience the because you took in the, this demo you were taken through several sort of distinct experiences what would you say the single most breathtaking one was
0: um i think the photos that we just talked about there's a couple they're all kind of like tied together for me and a lot of it is consuming content. I, I Again, I didn't get a chance to like fully mess around with, although I will say, okay, let's go with FaceTime. This is more of the productivity aspect, okay? So because consuming content and like being in these AR, VR type experiences are always going to be cool because just something you don't do all too often. But like a FaceTime call isn't that cool. When you're doing it with the headset, it kind of is. The 3D render was a little strange at first, and it was mostly strange for me for different reasons. I've explained this because I didn't think that the call was, like, a real person. I didn't realize that. I thought it was, like, a demoed phone call that they recorded and that he, like, activated on his iPad that he had. Like, no, they had these things dialed down to, like, the exact minute of when he spoke that he, like she happened to be calling me right when he said okay you're gonna get a phone call here like i didn't realize they were doing all this behind the scenes and like had things pretty well oiled and so the phone call came in and she's like hi i'm you know a 3d render of this is going up but like how's it going i didn't realize that she was actually talking to me i thought it was like okay this is part of the demo and she's like are you are you gonna talk to me and i was like oh yeah sorry like i didn't mean to ignore you i didn't realize you were real um so uh you get over like the 3d render kind of feels a little unnatural at first but i thought it was fine honestly it felt pretty like you could see hands too which is cool uh i didn't like think that i wasn't having a real conversation after about 30 seconds and they made me move her window off to the side and we brought in freeform and i could totally see how people could collaborate in this way have a phone call move her off to the side you know you can look over and chat with them for a little bit and then she's like pulling things out and making things larger 3D models in freeform. Like I've never used freeform for anything <laughs> besides when I demoed it. This became far more like workable and usable and something that I would want to use. Like the 3D model of like this house that I saw was really really cool. You can pull things out, you can add, you know, it was a great like working canvas. I could see that being like a future for people doing uh, you know, collaborative meetings and stuff. So that was there and then Apple didn't really stress this a whole lot, but the content that they made um I don't know what the name's for it but the immersive like video and content that they're capturing some of the sporting events that they quickly highlighted and I'm a big sports fan so like those are seats and experiences that you will have to pay way more than $3500 for and some of it just aren't even possible you can't sit above a soccer net and like during a soccer game and be able to experience and then like turn your camera and move quickly and like so that's really really cool and that's where there's a future involved for that as well. That's where I, I wanted to see more of, and for, unfortunately, it was only just ten to fifteen seconds. But it was cool; it left me wanting more.
1: So, with input with the device, what did you try in terms of gestures? Um, did you get to try the keyboard at all? No, or?
0: no. Uh, and I don't know if some people did, but I, I did not. And so that's where I would like to have spent more time. But it looks like it's it's going to be fairly, you know. Easy, intuitive. The whole experience was intuitive. You literally figure it out in about five seconds. They explain to you, and if you've ever used any technology in the last five years, you should be fine. It's literally just pinch. You look at it. Your the eye tracking is so good right off the bat, and obviously there's going to be improvement between now and, and early 2024. um I'm hoping there's going to be improvement, but it, I don't know that it really needs it. There was never a time where it didn't know what I was looking at. Um, which is insane. And it knew exactly what I was looking at. I just do this. I kept doing like my hands were up this high, but they're like, you don't need to do this, but it's just natural for you at first. But you, I did test it. Like my hand was over here off to the left in my lap was where I eventually put it. And it, it registered just fine. I had like one hiccup where it didn't like it accidentally processed a finger tap. Um, But it was pretty easy to, you know, figure out what why it happened and you know kind of move on from that but yeah i did so this is your select and then when you want to like swipe between things it's you like kind of press and hold and swipe from horizontally and then to like scroll on a web page you do the same thing vertical you know um that was really all we did and i kind of used the bars at the bottom for like moving and resizing things but there was no like zoom gestures that we did or anything like that did it feel precise and responsive? Yeah, it was pretty insane. The scrolling—they wouldn't tell me the specs for the 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 like lenses itself, but they did confirm, kind of, or they did allude to it being uh, a variable refresh rate. So um, I imagine at one point I was hitting one twenty. It felt like one twenty when scrolling on web pages and stuff. It was very smooth um, and just kind of that normal feeling that we're used to. Um, You know it's not as crisp and sharp and and as a macbook pro but like it did feel like that and it just felt like a really good display so um and just like the tracking and the input was spot on the whole time i never really had any problems with it ever so pretty wild for pre-production software and hardware
1: and you feel that the that input was actually precise enough that you could do work you could be productive um I don't know how you're going
0: to want to. I think if you're doing a lot of typing, uh, no, you're going to want to hook up a lap like a like a magic keyboard or something to it.
1: But say say with something like video editing, where you've tried out Final Cut for iPad and you've got that little um, uh, uh, what's it called, like a jog wheel for editing. Oh yeah. Um, Would you feel that that's not a situation where you would necessarily want a keyboard? But could you imagine editing? with these sorts of gestures, was it ac- was it that accurate?
0: I mean, I, I guess I didn't get a chance to like do as many gestures enough to like test out that accuracy level because that's pretty fine, like pinpoint level. But I feel like it probably could. Like, I don't know how it would work, just guessing. But based off of what I did do, it was so accurate and what I was looking at. Um, But again, it's like your Apple TV kind of style, your iPad style that when you like hover a mouse or the track, you know, how it like kind of illuminates and brings what you're looking at to the front. Those were more like icons, larger things on the screen. Um, It didn't have any problems looking at like the little parts of the stuff that I was trying to. But when you're looking at a timeline and you're looking at a very specific section of a timeline, that I don't know how it's going to behave. I'm guessing it will, but I don't know. So
1: yeah maybe that's why we haven't seen that just yet
0: sure maybe my guess is like you'll have to pull the cursor over for the timeline you know how there's like the little indicator you might instead of like just looking at it and doing this to cut like a certain point that would be cool um i don't know how editing is going to work on it honestly like i'm sure there it'll make sense once you try it but um yeah i could see you getting work done voice input was something we did not do but that will be more useful and prevalent i'm guessing i don't think you're going to want to type out a lot of long stuff if you need to type out a password or like you know fill in a couple of things you'll be fine Um, but if you're doing like long-term typing definitely going to want a keyboard uh, or maybe just use your voice to dictate what you want
1: and how aware were you of the battery pack were you really aware that you were tethered to something that
0: was beside you no it wasn't that big of a deal Um, it only became an issue when I needed to like get up, (laughs) then I was like, Oh, where's the battery pack? Like, you know, but also my field of view is, you know, kind of the same field of view as your own eyes. So if I don't actually go and look down for it, I'm not going to know where anything is if I don't actually move my head for it. I don't know why I was expecting to just like stay straight and look and find it. Like that was just me being in awe and dumb, but like, yeah, if you just look down and pick up the battery pack, you'll be fine. Just move with it. Um, I do want to point out that a lot of people have asked about the connection to the headset. It is not magnetic. It is something that goes in and twists and turn and locks. So it's not going to like pull out. Um, You have to actually twist it and unlock it out that way. Uh, When you do that, it will not, like the headset will not work. So hot swapping batteries is not going to be something you can do. um, I don't think. I'm just under the impression. That's an educated guess yeah. on my
1: end. <laughs> I, I, I believe so. I'm, I yeah. believe that's why it's also not magnetic. Because right. that would necessitate some sort of battery. Because otherwise, you would uh, every time you disconnected it, the whole thing would just shut off.
0: Yeah, there so is that's no... That's why it has locked in there. Exactly. There is no... Yeah, that's the reason why it needs to stay like that. There is going to be no hot swap. You're going to need to turn it off real quick. Take your... you know, th- And then put the battery in. Uh, but you can also... There's a USB-C port on the battery, which is a pretty hefty battery, by the way. Uh, It had a little bit of weight to it. Just want to point that out. Um, But I just had it next to me on the couch. That was most of the demo. Um, When I got up, I was just kind of holding it in my hand, but I guess I could put it in my pocket. Or, you know, we did see a lot of renders and a lot of chatter about like a strap or a bat. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Maybe that's like an accessory for later down the road, but that was not something that was introduced or spoken of or seen there. So, Uh, but you can plug that battery into a wall, you know, via USB C. So, I mean, you can have unlimited battery if you want to sit there all day. But I think two hours is probably a good enough time to be able to just like take it off, take a breather. You know, a lot of people are complaining yeah, about well, movies are more... more than two hours. Yeah. people. I know people are complaining and saying, well, most, some movies are over two hours. Uh, so how am I supposed to do this? Well, if you're watching a movie, then think about this in advance and plug, your, <laughs> plug yourself into yeah. a wall. Or, or
1: just take a little break. I'm sure your eyes would be grateful for a little hey. break if you're watching a three hour movie.
0: You're not at a theater. You can get up. You can take a minute. You're gonna have to go to the bathroom. You know, take a break. It's gonna be fine. But I laugh at that? People are like, "Oh, well, two hours. Well, what if your MacBook dies in two hours of watching a movie? You know, you don't have a perfect charge. What is your initial and normal instinct? No one complains about this for the most part. You just plug it in and you move on and you go about your day. So, like, I don't yeah, see why people I think are complaining.
1: It's not, it's not the watch where you actually you wear it you you, you you're you on the go it's not the yeah. same thing it's no. not the same thing as an iphone or an,
0: iP- or an apple watch battery this is I definitely not something on. that's meant to be on the go or at least apple isn't it positioning it that way so you can move around and it was totally fine The the dinosaur you know thing that people talk about that immersive experience um that was pretty cool like you know all of a sudden this like hole in the wall opens up in front of you your wall and like the ground starts shaking and the butterfly comes out you stick your finger out the butterfly lands on you i didn't get that phantom feeling like i did with the smoke but some people did um tracking was pretty good it was a little jittery at first like i moved my finger and it kind of jittered but it eventually caught on and it like was on and then it flew away and then a giant non t-rex looking but kind of t-rex looking dinosaur comes out and it's like coming up to me and sniffing me and nothing ever felt weird i didn't get that weird screen door effect it was like amazing it was incredible and they told me to get up and like go over there and like i wanted to pet it but obviously it's not a real dinosaur um so yeah i mean that was the first time and only time that i moved with the battery in my hand and it was not a big deal so
1: so the big question then um is obviously you will get one because you'll make a video on it yeah but if you were not going to make a video on it would you buy one can you see yourself buying one Or, or would you tell yourself I'm interested in this, but maybe the second generation or maybe when it's uh, it's a non-pro version. Uh,
0: This this sounds terrible. Even if I wasn't doing this for my job, I just don't have that. I never had that personality. When Apple, like I was already a fan before, but like whenever there's like a new, I get very bad FOMO and I feel like I need to be amongst some of the first people to do it. Like I never got an iPhone. Like I wasn't the first like in the first camp of iPhones. I was a little young with phones too, but I got serious FOMO because I'm like, man, everybody else is getting this. Like, this looks cool. It's a very bad way to live. I do not recommend, if you are a young impressionable person out there, it is okay to save your money. Don't feel like you need to get something right away. But no, with my love for technology and my obviously lifestyle, like very poor choice, but I would probably be looking around my house at things to sell uh, in efforts to invest that money into a Vision Pro. Because I would feel like I want to be on the ground floor with it, and I don't know why, and I don't think it's and necessary. But and
1: when you imagine yourself unboxing that device next year, and you hit yeah. your video, you know, you're the it's done, and you've got that device. What are you imagining actually doing with it on a oh, on a I'm sure on, on a, a w- daily basis? Maybe
0: I I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's going to replace the way I watch, like maybe content, like I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those things where you know your wife wants to watch something and you don't necessarily want to watch something that she's watching but you guys want to be in the same room together how often are you sitting there at, on, uh, at home um you know wife or husband whoever whoever might be you might be with and and you just pull out your phone and you start watching a youtube video or something else on your phone or you're scrolling through that that could be the new thing like instead of my phone i'm more immersed in something else um it's not necessarily like we're talking to each other anyways. So I don't feel as rude to be in the same. Obviously, if she wants to watch a movie with me, that's going to be a whole different thing. But I think it's going to be more of like a content sports would be kind of cool. I want to see more about how sports are, uh, you know, done with this because that could be a whole like it's already a lot better to watch sporting events, you know, in terms of production and quality on your TV. OK, I love going to football games. I go to them all the time. I have you know, season tickets. The atmosphere is something you can't replicate, but like watching the game is kind of terrible compared to the TV. And this could be even better. You can see so much more multiple camera angles, be in different parts of the stadium, do different things that you cannot do anywhere else. Like that's what I want to see. And then, I don't know, I guess I'd try editing and see how like getting work done. Um, I hope it doesn't turn into a product that I get. I do my video and then I just never use again. I can't imagine. I'm hoping no, well, I can't there's something it be with because it. it will be
1: it will be iterated on so much. I mean imagine come WWDC next year and we're talking about vision OS 2 and there will be all of these new features and it's going to be way more interesting than what's going on say with iOS 18 or whatever else is coming up next year because those are going to be fairly standard updates where we've got this very uh this platform that's in its infancy there's so much that's yet to happen with it think back to something like watch os2 watch os2 was a huge update because they'd had a year with the apple watch and it was time to uh to really sort of get into it on the basis of actually having this device in people's hands
0: all right you've been asking me all the questions and so now i want to ask you okay are you going to buy one it's it's a tricky question. Do you um, have the same problem that I have where you're going to feel left yes.
1: out? Yes. Okay. Um, and I think it depends what mood I'm in at the moment, whether I <laughs> say yes or no. Um, but I think that considering that I am already very tempted, it's just a matter of time before I end up uh, spending that money. I mean, the thing, the, the, the difference for me is where I'm in the UK, it won't be available here initially. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to hear a lot more about it before I get the opportunity to buy it. And that might swing it for me because if it doesn't come to the UK for six months after people have had it in the US. Then I will be able to get a really good sense of what it is like because there will be so much written about it. There'll be so many videos and screen recordings, and every, I'll know what third-party apps are available. And if that is not as good as it should be, then I don't need to spend the money. Uh, but if I was in the US, uh, yeah, I probably would. I, I, I'd risk it. I, I want to be involved.
0: I don't think there's a risk in terms of like, are you getting your money's worth from a like no, a it's, hardware yeah, it's a and risk. like. It's a first-generation yeah. product,
1: and sure. we've all had them, like the th- the first-generation Apple Watch, first-generation iPad. They do feel incomplete, and you are aware that that device and that that hardware is moving fast. You you think about how the Apple Watch moved, say, the first to the fourth generation, and it was quite transformative. Um, the same with the iPad. I mean, the, the first iPad, I believe, didn't even have a, a rear camera. It was a completely different shaped chassis and didn't have a retina display. And Just through those first few generations, it moved extremely quickly. So imagine where we will be with um, Vision Pro 2 or Vision Pro 3. Um, And by that point, when we have got a higher display resolution, when we've got um, a better field of view, we've got higher refresh rates, um, it will also be lighter and thinner maybe. Certainly, um, we are expecting uh, weights to become... Uh, one of those areas that Apple iterates on, based on the initial rumors, because the we already have rumors about the second generation headset. We've had them since long before the it was actually unveiled. So that's that's the thing you know you're getting into. Um, it's great you you are you're paying to be an early adopter, um, and that's why you've kind of got to love it to be to be on board. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I love what it can do, but do I love? This space that Apple is investing in is something that remains to be, you know, seen. I think it's because it's Apple and I use all of their stuff already on a daily basis. And there's no doubt going to be ecosystem integrations and things that are going to make sense for me to use it way more than like a meta quest or, you know, uh playstation vr is a good example for really good vr um but like i don't play games on a regular basis i'm not that's not what i want to do i want to use it for for things that are more than just consume. so there has to be something that can grab me there and we know very little about it right now in terms of what's going to be featured but it's up to the developers too to help carry this product as well so um yeah i mean long story short though it was an incredible first experience for something that is new still kind of a new space in general and for a a new comp well not a new company a company that makes a new product for the first time in this area um i was very impressed with how good it was um and hopefully everybody else shares that same feeling when they try it so looking a bit more long term here so we're thinking
1: about vision os and what how it will be iterated on we're thinking about how the hardware will improve over time and apple's just setting out On this journey it's really at the very beginning can you see this becoming something that everyone would end up using almost everyone if we're talking even say five years down the line could you see you recommending this device to members of your family um it's taking over a lot more of daily workflows for a lot of people do you think it's it's there can you see it
0: yeah i mean i could see it happening um obviously the price is going to need to come down a little bit in the future I don't know how many people are going to spend. It's going to have to be the hardcore type that are going to buy this at $3,500. And Apple knows that. We all know that they know that. Um, But yeah, I mean, we can get something like, even if it's the same price as your iPhone or your, you know, like a MacBook Air, if it's replacing some of those tasks and doing even more like an iPad, you know, an iPad's pretty expensive. So if I tell you that Vision Apple Vision, the next generation, is going to cost $1,500. And you make a a remark about it. But here you are owning an iPad Pro, uh, one terabyte iPhone, and a MacBook Pro. That is probably more money, each one of those, obviously. Individually, way more money than a uh, $1,500 headset that can do completely different things at times. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I have faith in this way more than I did before, honestly. I think before I was pretty, you know, months before, and I was mostly just sick of talking about it. And I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And, uh, you know, I don't really don't use a lot of AR VR headsets. I don't really care too much about that product space. Uh, but then I got to actually experience it. And now it's like I'm looking into other headsets. I want to I be more well-versed in this so I can see and, and be able to uh, talk about more of the other, you know, comparisons that people are asking because, um, it's cool, and there's a there's a place for it, for sure.
1: And it'll be even more interesting to see where the competitors go now, because they know yeah. what they're up against. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean, believe Meta's Mark Zuckerberg... For, their
0: own. I don't believe him for a second saying that there's nothing in there that's special. Like, sure, maybe not, but it's... it's You can't even compare Meta should this. be
1: terrified of Apple's yeah. ecosystem advantage. People out there Just who are alone. saying...
0: People out there who are telling me that they can spend $500 on the next Meta Quest 3 or $250 or $299 on the current version and say it'll be just fine, or no thanks, I'll stick with this. No offense, but you have no idea what you're talking about. They are not comparable. They're just not even close to the same product, and that's okay. And if you like your Meta Quest and you're fine with the current functions and what it does. There's no shame in that. They're they're still very good products for the price, for sure. There's so much you can do on it. They're not even close in terms of hardware and software of being the same product. There's a reason why Apple doesn't say VR and AR, like you said earlier. Spatial computing, completely different things. Blends a lot of both of those two uh, things together and does other stuff that these headsets just don't do right now. So that's it. I'll leave you guys at that.
1: I think that's a great summary.
0: Um, But next week, we'll be doing a dive into the other things that we didn't really get a chance to talk about that happened. Uh, So iOS 17, watchOS 10, macOS Sonoma. I've been using all of them on all of my devices, which is crazy, uh, for the last two weeks. But we'll talk about that. And um, yeah, we'll catch everybody in the next episode.